morning. This is BFC Live for Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of The Business of Cannabis. Coming up, a conversation about how cannabis retailers should and could be using technology to drive their business. We'll be joined by Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group, a uh, retail consultancy, and Shabazz Karavarani of Dutchie. One week from Thursday, August 27th, join us for a Cannabis Forward uh, networking and education event co-produced with Diversity Talk titled Social Equity and Practice. Sign up on our website at businessofcannabis.ca. That event is made possible with the generous support of Shopify. Thanks to our partners, BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, and Torque and Mains. And we are protected by our friends at Alcet. Now, Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group and Shabazz Karavarani of Dutch. Krista and Shabazz, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. For having us, Jay. Well, it's uh, Friendly Faces uh, during this week, and we're, we're here on Tuesday. Uh, and I want to set a little bit of context because I think it's important. Um, we've obviously all been living in the age of COVID since March. Um, and, and there's lots to talk about how that impacts public health and the economy and all those things. But in terms of cannabis and retail, and, and even more finely defined, sort of Ontario, things have changed radically in those five, six months. Um, one, more people are buying online or want to. That's sort of one shopping habit that is affecting cannabis. Two, there are just way more stores than there were in March. Like tons are opening, competition is fierce. Um, and, and, and actually, even in terms of products, like we think about early March, there weren't a ton of 2.0 products that had hit the shelves in Ontario. So like products, places to shop, shopping habits online, like all of these things are converging and they've converged while we've all been in our basement and we're emerging from this and the world is radically different. And that's actually what I want to sort of, that's the context by which I want to have this conversation. Um, and actually I'll ask a question of both of you, like Krista, like what has struck you over the past five, six months that like the world is not what it was back then? I think that there is a big opportunity for retailers to stay focused within their four walls. And like, as we continue to increase the number of stores and as changes around our physical safety and security of entering the home and entering retail spaces continues to change and evolve too, the one thing that you can control is kind of what is physically within your store. And so we need to stay focused on what you can do for your customers. Yeah. And Shabazz, you have come through this with a, a long history in the cannabis space, uh, first for, with Lyft & Co. and now with Dutchie. Like, what has struck you? Because you've been uh, part of the sector and what consumers want and need, and now we're there again at uh, Dutchie. But like, what has struck you over those past months? Um, Chris said it well with the focus, but I think for me, it's just the fragmentation of this industry. You know, two years ago, Jay, when you and I were um, you know, chatting and, and at happy hours and the industry was just starting. It was such a small place and, um, you know, there weren't any retailers and then, you know, retailers started to pop up in Alberta, BC, Ontario, and it still felt like there was a community. Now, uh, you know, in talking with so many retailers, you know, the question I always get asked is where do I find information or what's the process or, you know, how do I buy or who do I trust? And I think that there's so much fragmentation now within the space. It's almost like every new retailer and every new brand soon as they come to market, you know, there's that little fragmentation that's happened again and again and again. And all of a sudden there's 
fragmentations everywhere and in information and data, which we're going to talk a little bit about focus. So I think it's just how quickly because of COVID the community has moved. Think back to, you said it, beverages and new form factors. We didn't even really get a chance to experience that. It kind of just came and now everyone's had to adapt and those buying behaviors had to adapt online. But you said it earlier chatting i don't even know how to shop as a consumer right now and i've been in the industry so um i think it's just a fragmentation of, of what's going on and i think we really need to kind of have these types of conversations to bring that back together yeah because because and I'll, I'll channel krista because she talks about this a lot in that fragmentation and in the new there are things that retailers can control and controlling it is one thing which is important but also understanding your consumers and what they want need and, and how they're shopping, all those things is where I think the data part comes, comes in. And even back that up further, what companies are, what brands companies are putting out because they are up to now, they've been putting out products in search of a market as opposed to saying, here is the market, let's, let's build products and brand to actually address that. And it's chicken or the egg, but I think we're coming to a chicken, egg and everything else are actually colliding with new retail, new, new purchasing options, like all those things. And like, I guess, how do you decipher that crystal? Like, what would you look at if you were a retailer right now saying we need to either open up shop or create an environment or look at data that says, here's our core and we're going to build from there. I think like staying customer centric is for us is the only way that we can continue to go forwards. And so to be customer centric, we're thinking about like that attracting, retaining, and then building spend with the customers that we have. And so if we are attracting customers and retaining them effectively, then we are staying focused on their needs and wants and we're in touch with what is actually happening. And so to do that, you need to be very localized as to who is going to be shopping your store and what the message to that community is going to be. And I think we've seen some really great retailers in Toronto be community focused in terms of getting involved in not just what happens within their four walls, but how their um, store really impacts the community as a whole. And that kind of messaging and then also engagement can help us pick out the pieces of customer behavior that can really drive effective decisions that ultimately will drive revenue. Yeah. And, and Shabazz, to you, because uh, part of this is part of what, what Dutchie is, and you'll tell us a bit, but like part of it is about making life easier, obviously, for retailers. But the yeah. other part is not just on a sort of technological perspective, but also giving them deep like data and insights into like how, why, and what people are buying. And then we talk about sort of retention and customer spend and all those things. But like talk about how Dutchie does that and, and sort of what you're seeing and how people, how, how retailers could or should be using it to create their, their unique operating. Sure. Uh, to Chris's point, I think there's a large opportunity in the space right now for retailers. But retailers play this interesting role in the sense of everyone's almost trying to get to the retailer um, so that they can get somewhere else, whether it's to the consumer or from a B2B perspective to the brand. And so, you know, in speaking with these retailers, it's really interesting because, again, they're being bombarded with all sorts of different things. And, you know, if you don't come from a retail environment, even if you come from a retail environment or a cannabis background, um, it's still very, very challenging going back to those fragmentations. I mean, they're getting called a million times a day. There's 25,000 data providers. There's a million brands. I mean, how do you start to make decisions? Um, and so one of the reasons I love Dutchie and, you know, I love working uh, at Dutchie is because our focus is very much so on the retailers, giving them 
a solution so that they can focus on merchandising, training their staff, ensuring that there's a, the best customer experience possible uh, out there. And to your point, Jay, um, really what we're starting to roll out with is, uh, and there's going to be, you know, hopefully uh, a couple new things, a couple new announcements on the radar, but the idea of kind of two sides, number one, making it easier for a retailer to focus on their customer. So with our new menu, uh, Dutchie 2.0, that's coming out, it's really focused on how the consumer buys. So instead of having a menu right in front of your face, it's let's shop by categories, let's shop by subcategories, let's start to understand what's popular, what's trending, et cetera. And then on the back end, being able to provide deep, insights and there's a big difference between data and insights uh, there's a bunch of data out there OCS data AGSL data etc etc we're gonna talk about that in a little bit but there is definitely a difference between data and insights and insights help you tell that story and I think what a lot of retailers today are missing is um, those insights and planning for the long term because things happen so fast in the cannabis space that all of a sudden you know, new form factors have come out or there's new brands. And, you know, before you know it, it's December, January, February, and there hasn't been any data analysis, structural kind of vision for how you want to achieve certain goals as a retailer. It's such a competitive market. So um, Dutchie really seeks to provide that visibility for retailers. And we're only focused on retailers, which um, I like because, you know, uh, you both know as well as I do in cannabis, especially in Canadian cannabis, it's very easy to get unfocused uh, and try and, you know, grab every opportunity there. So a uh, huge kudos to the, the Dutchie leadership for recognizing that and staying focused on the retail path. Yeah. And, and Krista, I want to ask you, because this is your sort of forte, like if you were a retailer right now, you're just opening up, you, you have, you know, Dutchie or, or, or you're getting data and insights and you're, you're doing everything you can. Like, how do you know you're being successful? Because you, you just open, right? Like month one is great. Month two is maybe the same, like how would, like, what would you be measuring and how would you gain, how would you know if you're being successful against those things? Yeah. I think that Shabazz brings up a really important piece is that data and insights are totally different. So we can collect the information and use data to understand the industry as a whole. And like, let's use the OCS reports as an example of that. We have a concept of what is the large scale pattern, but we need to understand like what is specifically happening in our retail space. And to do that, we need to use the insights that we pull from our own store and our own performance. So if for example, the first three months of our store, we're going to pick that period of three months, and then we're going to pick three specific key performance indicators and track those. Like, pick what reaffirms your brand, what reaffirms your performance in your store, and then track that information because you'll be able to actually see where the tweaks or changes that you've made have made a measurable difference. And at the end of that three month period, your entire team is all on the same page with what the focus has been. And you know, then if we need to pick those same three KPIs moving forward, or we need to adjust and change. But if we're constantly picking new ones or we're trying to analyze five KPIs and we're communicating that to the team, it creates chaos. And so we just need to be focused with what those are. And ultimately like with the Trina group, that's what we do is we get involved with retailers to help pull out what those three KPIs should be or can be for your retail environment and then drive them home with the changes or with the opportunities that um, can really result in better performance. Yeah. And, 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 and Shabazz to you, because um, you know, I'm not a, aside from the technology we use for business of cannabis, I'm not super, uh, I, I don't know what retailers are using or how they're using it, but I guess from your perspective, like, what does Dutchie provide that retailers like 
really slick stuff that like they may not even know they need or want, but you guys provide in an ongoing way. Sure. So, um, you know, I was really happy when I came to Dutchy because I come from a tech background, Salesforce, and um, I believe. You know, that you, is that that's part of the Salesforce training that wherever you go next, you have to mention Salesforce. I have to mention that. So shout out to Salesforce. <laughs> um, but it's Dutchy's one of the first companies I've seen that um, is building um, is building an infrastructure that allows you to scale with it. Whether that means you know tacking on additional partners. So for instance, you know. Uh, when that word of loyalty and evangelism, customer evangelism comes to the town, you know, being able to integrate with um, different organizations like SpringBig. Obviously, we have integrations with Kova and Greenline. So the idea that Dutchie is this backbone uh, working uh, so that you can scale is is really key. And again, it's 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 awesome being at Dutchie because the American market is so far advanced than ours that we get to see what is happening in certain states and you know bring that over. And what I mean by that is you know. Dutchie's going to be releasing a new analytics suite and this analytics suite, I mean, you know, e-commerce isn't, isn't a, an, an option anymore. The world has changed. It's a necessity. And so there's a lot of data that you can start to pull. And what I mean by that is um, look at it in kind of four buckets, overall sales data. How are you trending performance over week? Um, average basket size to that increase of that, you know, downsize to, to Chris's point about trending. Then you start to look at three of those other buckets, which are going to be new for the Dutchy platform, which is e-commerce. So what's actually happening on your website? You're doing all this work to push out the message to your customers to get them online. And, you know, all of a sudden you start to see cart funnels of you know, where they're abandoning their cart, why they're abandoning the cart. Do they look at the menu and did they get to check out, but they didn't actually check out, right? So using that to tell a story, but also using that to potentially get closer to your customers. Hey, you notice that you, you know, didn't, didn't check out. Curious, understand why. Um, we'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Then you have marketing and marketing is really, really key. Um, there's a lot of uh, garbage in, garbage out data in this industry, but with uh, being able to actually track your campaign ROI, so what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you do an edibles uh, sale online, being able to actually tell how much that edibles sale or promotion actually yielded over a period of time and what that contributed over to revenue gives you the insights that you need to need to glean to say, hey, maybe we don't do that edibles. Maybe our target demographic isn't even edibles. Maybe edibles is for on, uh, an older population and they're actually coming into store. And so being able to actually navigate those decisions and make quick decisions based on ROI on that marketing. The other two buckets um, are really around um, product and brand. So, you know, we all know that there's a bunch of brands out there and these retailers are getting bombarded with, you know, brand reps and sales reps coming in. And it's very, it's very hard to say, Hey, you know what? Um, we, we should have this conversation or we shouldn't have this conversation, but with real data on how those brands are trending up, down within your own micro environment, your own retail environment, you know, not just the aggregate is super big because then that gives you consumer insights to start actually identifying your segments and understanding what brands are trending. And, you know, are those brands doing a good job and are those staff doing a good job selling those specific brands? So I'm really excited. I'm a nerd when it comes to data. I'm really excited when, this rolls out for all Dutchy customers because it further en encompasses the fact that retailers are our industry. They're the front lines and for our industry to succeed, they need to succeed, but that doesn't happen without data insights and proactionable decision-making. Yeah. And I think there's something, 
it's it's so complicated. It's it's three dimensional chess all the time, every day, because there's a bit about you know we are a store we're opening up. It's going to be the steady thing for the next three, six, nine, twelve months. Great. That that seems easy, right? Um, you do that uh, in a new market, a new regulated industry uh, with competitors opening every day. Over the past five or six months, it's been you can do this, you can't do that. Being online delivery, all those things. I mean, it's 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 super challenging. And, and, and um, I, I hope we get to a point where we have some steady state with any of these things. Um, but it is super important uh, for retailers, especially ones that are now entering the space and don't have a ton of retail experience or don't have a lot of cannabis experience or don't have either, just like the idea of opening a cannabis store. Like you really need to think about how you're tracking everything, what data you're collecting, like all the things that retailers look at all the time. If you are new, you need to really think about it or else you will be not successful. Yes, Krista? Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things, and I think Shabazz has touched on it and the number of insights that we can pull. If you compare and contrast those to larger data outside of your retail store, it will feel like you are chasing something all the time. And like, if we are to take those outside reports and say, these are bestsellers in the industry and apply them to our own store, and we're like, those are not my bestsellers, and it creates this conversation about, should they be your bestsellers? Why aren't they our bestsellers? It's like, no, like you might have a customer base that those aren't the best sellers for the customer base. So like, let's focus in what is going on within the store and then make decisions around that. And that kind of data collection and these insights, it's, I cannot like highlight the importance enough of just staying focused with what is important to you and your brand and your team. Um, because there's so much going on. And when you chase that, it, you, the results will be nothing. So if we aren't focused and we've watched this happen with tons of retail businesses outside of cannabis and they're not focused, they totally lose the market share and they lose their customers. They their customers aren't happy. Their team members aren't happy. And ultimately they are not profitable. So the best retailers are the ones that focus on their customers that are in store in front of them or on their website and shopping with them, their team and what is happening with their team, and then pushing out the profitability from that side. Yeah. And Shabazz, thinking about that, because that, that was really, that, I mean, you could encapsulate that, Krista, what you just said. And I think I will when we're done. Um, <laughs> cut that and just keep pushing out what you just said, because I think it's uh, valuable advice uh, to retailers, current and future. Um, but Shabazz, like, what, what would you suggest sort of retailers think about and do you know, either ones that are already open and looking for success or ones that are about to enter the marketplace. And maybe I, I, uh, we know that yesterday uh, the RSAs are moving faster uh, in Ontario, which is great news. Uh, but, but what would your recommendation be as folks looking to enter the space or ramping up? Uh, yeah, uh, that's a great question and, and huge news on the RSA being uh, pushed through. I'd say that a couple things. Number one, to Chris's point, focus. So actually for retailers, entering or you know it's, it's it's not too late for retailers who are already uh online to put that focus on that data and empower their staff or empower their managers or empower their assistant managers and whomever to really own that because to the second point i think data if you're reactive about data and insights and trying to glean those then you're going to be chasing something to chris's point so putting that focus and empowering your staff and holding them accountable uh, whether it's, you know, weekly meetings or monthly meetings on that data. Um, and then lastly, it'd be, you know, the technology that you're buying um, because each technology that you're 
going to grab in today's environment is going to have some sort of data piece associated with it. So even investing in your people to understand how they buy technology, how they make decisions and what this actually yields to understand if that's going to be successful. And then the last thing I'd say is it's not a one size fits all for data and insights for all retailers. I'll give you an example. We had certain retailers on our platform that were doing, you know, pre uh, pre the announcement of delivery and curbside that were doing, you know, half of their online revenue through delivery, right? And some weren't using delivery at all. And so for those retailers to see that gap in revenue now from not having delivery, you know, you got to go back to the data and you got to go back to the insights to start to understand how do you start to recover some of that revenue and actually grow and push forward. Because, you know, if you're getting 500K a month in delivery and all of a sudden that, that gets taken away, where are you going to go to next and what story are you going to tell? Because before you know it, I keep going back to it, but it's six months down the road and now you're reactive to what your competitors are doing. So um, those would kind of be the four or five points I tell a retailer today that it's really, really important that it's part of your strategy and it's not an afterthought. Yeah. And I think it, like to kind of hop in there, Shabazz, you have a really good point is that not just like, where are we going to make up that revenue change, but also like, why were you so effective with delivery and what led to that? Because there are pieces in that that are probably going to be really great indicators as to what needs to be the focus moving forwards and how that translates. And that sometimes when you're in it, it's so difficult to see. So really like, how did we get here? What information have we been watching or collecting? What do we already have? And then what do we want the focus to be moving forward? Use that as an insight to drive forward decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, I feel like I'm getting a retail 101 uh, when, when we talk, but it's actually, it, it's, it's that. And, and I think there is, there is some things that are common to retail overall, for sure. And there are some things that are unique to cannabis. And even if the thing that is unique to cannabis is that you're going to have seven more competitors basically on your block, if you're in a dense area that now than you did five months ago, and, and that you, you'll always have those competitors um, in this environment. And, and you just need to, you need to do it better. We've always seen retail that way. You, at any given point, you can walk down the street and find a place that sells white t-shirt, the same white t-shirt in five different stores. Like yeah. that isn't a unique characteristic to retail. What is unique um, to the cannabis industry though, from our perspective is that those regulations change and a new product and new product technology changes a lot. And so you need to kind of focus inwards and in what is your focus in terms of the driver moving forwards and make decisions around that. Because as competition comes and goes, if you are offering the best customer experience and, and really understanding who your customer is, it shouldn't matter if you have an next door neighbor because your next door neighbor might have a different focus on who their customer is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shabazz and Krista, I wanna thank you for your time today. This is like, the inflection point of what I think the future of cannabis retail is going to be. So the timing is fortuitous and the insights are expert. So I appreciate the time as always. And Shabazz, keep growing the beard. It looks Thank good. Uh, and Krista, it's nice to see you as always. And we'll connect with everybody down the road. Sounds Great. good. Thanks, Thanks Julie. Thanks, Krista.